Okay, we're learning Dav Samach Gimel, starting from the bottom of Samach Beis Omid Beis. So we're analyzing the case of the Mishnah where somebody said, I'm not going to have something, I'm making a nether, let's say I won't have wine, until the rains. So the, the question is, when does that, when does that stay Asr until? So the Tanakhama said it's the second rainfall. In the earlier season of Cheshvan, there are different times when there rains. So the second rainfall is when, is when the, the nether will expire. Shemagamlil says, it doesn't actually have to rain. He just, the person here is just intending for the time of the rainfall. So if, if it's a time that generally the second rainfall comes, even if the rain hasn't actually fallen, then, then, then the nether already expires. So the Gemara clarifies. The case is, is that the vower said, the rains in the plural. That's where there's room for dispute and there's room to say that the, the Tanakhama was saying that you need the actual rain. Because he said the rains, it's much my literal rain. Until if it if he said the rain in the singular Azman Shamkamar, then everybody agrees that he's referring to the time. So in other words, the time when the second rainfall would usually come. So so the point is that there definitely is a svara that since you don't know exactly when it's gonna rain, so presumably it's better to go until the average time of the second rainfall than the actual rainfall. Because if you go to the actual rainfall, then you're left with this uncertainty and a doubt when exactly the nether is going to be over. But if the Tanakama is saying, if the person said the rains in the plural, and he, he's changing and he's saying the rains as opposed to just saying the rain, he meant something more than just the general time for the when the second rain will come, and he meant the actual rains. But if in a, in a regular case where he just said the rain itself, every, the rain, everyone agrees he means the time of the rain. Top of Amr al basically with the kash on this, because first we look at a bride, so this is from Masechus uh, Tainus. Ezo's Manasha Revia, what is the, what's the time that it's supposed to rain? So Avachira, so the first time that it rains, Bishlosha, it's meant to be on the third day of Mar Cheshvan. The second rainfall usually comes on the seventh. And Afelo, the late one, the third one, the Esrim Bishlosha, that's on the 23rd of Mar Cheshvan. So according to our mayor, it's 7, 3, and 23. Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yehuda disagrees. Bishiva, Bishiva, Sar, Esrim Bishlosha. The first one is on the seventh, the second one on the 17th, and the third one on the 23rd. Rabbi Yossi, um, Rabbi Yossi says, Beshiva Asar, Beasrim Mishlosha, Becholish Kishlev. The 17th of Cheshwan is the first one, the 23rd is the second one, and the last one is the first day of the month of Kislev. Similarly, Rabbi Yossi used to say, In the times if it wouldn't, if there was a drought and it wasn't raining, so if the, the way it would work is that if all three times have passed for the early rains and it still hasn't rained, so then the pious individuals would start fasting. So, so what's the time that that, that, that that would occur? So according to Rabbi Yossi, he says they wouldn't start fasting until Rosh Chodesh Kislev because in his shita, it, that's the only time, the time is only elapsed when it's supposed to rain and so it would be considered a drought and they would start fasting. It only happens on Rosh Chodesh Kislev. According to the other opinions, Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda, already on the 23rd of Mar Cheshvan, it would be time for the Yechidim to start fasting if the rain hasn't fallen. So when we analyze this price of Amin Allah, this is again from Masechus Tainus. So what's the Brisa like caring about? What's the first rain? What's the second rain? What's the third rain? Who cares? So we say, it's understandable why you want to know when, it, when the first time it meant, is meant to rain because the Nafkamina is Lishael, to know when to start saying the Saint Talmud Talavracha. You want to you wanna say the right tefillah. So you, you say the Saint Talmud or Neretz Yisrael at the time that the first rainfall is meant to come. So do you start that on the third, the seventh, or the seventeenth? And the third, the third time is, 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 has a ramification to know if there's a drought, when do the pious ones start fasting? Are they starting to fast only as late as Rosh Kislev, as Rabbi Yossi said, or earlier at the 23rd? 
but the second period of rain, Lamai. What practical difference is there? Why, why do we have to discuss when the second rainfall comes? From Reb Zeir, told us that in Afkimina, if somebody took a vow. Somebody took a vow until the rainfall, so we say that it implies the second rainfall of, 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 of the second rainfall, and that's why it's practically important to know whether it's the, as we said, the 7th, if it's the 17th, if it's the 23rd, different approaches in the Tanah. Okay, now we finally continue to get to our question. But Amin and Allah, we have a kasher from the Brayzik. Who does the following Brayzik go like? It says, Rishim Gamliel, Omer, Rishim Gamliel says, Sham Shiyadu Shiva Yaman Zacharzad. Let's say rain falls for seven days in a row. In other words, it rains straight seven days. In the beginning here of the rainy season, in the fall, it rains for seven days straight. Atamona Mehen, Revier Rishona Ushnia. The Rabbanon can consider that a seven day rain could get both the first rain and the second rain. Even though it was a continuous rain, but if it was raining on day one and then day seven, then day seven is the start of a new of a new of the, of the second rainfall. So who is that going? Like, come on, Rabbiosi. It's going like Rabbiosi. Rabbiosi said the first period of rain is the seventeenth. The second one is the twenty-third. So therefore, it makes sense to say that that the math is correct. That there's only there's only there's only six days that separate. So if it rains from seven for seven straight days, so then it can be considered two. Separate rainfalls. That's Rabbi Yosishita, that the first rainfall is the 17th and the second one is the 23rd. The other opinions were not necessarily like that, right? If you took a look at Rameir, it was three, the third of Cheshvan and the seventh of Cheshvan. So that's less than seven days separating between them. And if you go like Rabbi Yehuda, it was the seventh and the 17th. So that's more than seven days separating them. So the only opinion that says that the difference that in between the first and second rainfall is a total of a week, so that's, uh, that's only the opinion of, of, of Rabbi Yosi. So anyways, Reb Shimon Gamliel here must be telling us that the nether goes until it is the seventh day of, of the rainfall. Because again, you go to the second rainfall, and we're saying if it rains for seven days straight, the second rainfall is beginning on day seven. And uh, therefore, the nether would be over. Now, presumably, what do we think the, the case here is? Is that what did the nether say? Probably he said the coming of the rain. That's, that's a lot more normal. That's a normal thing. Rains, as we said, Shamim is, is the anomaly. So probably he said Ad HaGeshem, and, and Reb Zeira told us that if someone says Ad HaGeshem, he only meant when it's meant to rain, but it, it doesn't actually, it has nothing to, uh, it, it, it doesn't actually depend if it rains itself. That was what Reb Zeira said. So why is Rishim Gamliel trying to get the Rabbanon to be maskim to him? Right? Rishim Gamliel is the one who says it always depends on the time it's meant to rain, the schedule of the rain, not the actual rain. So, so why is Rishim Gamliel like saying to the Rabbanon, won't you, you should agree to me in this case, X, Y, and Z. Everyone's on the same page. If a noder said a regular thing, if he said until the rain, everybody agrees it's the scheduled time of the rain. It's not the actual rain. The whole machlokas according to Reb Zeir's analysis, is only where someone said until the rains. So where the Gemara is assuming here in its question that this case was not that someone said until the rains, and therefore it doesn't understand why Reb Gamliel is disputing the Rabbanon here. So the Gemara says back, no, Reb Zeir is not contradicted from here because the case of the Bryce is also where someone said until the rains in the plural. So it's exactly like our mission of where there would be a dispute. The Rabbanon would say that, that, that the second period of rainfall is only when it actually rains. Rishma Gamliel is going to say it's whenever the scheduled date comes. And now it's relevant to know what happens if it rains for seven days straight. What would the Rabbanon say? The Rabbanon say we need the actual second rains. It's not enough that it's the schedule of the second rain. We need the actual rain. So if it would rain continuously for seven days, it was pertinent to know the halacha that it might still be considered a second rain. So in conclusion, in the Chodesh of Cheshvan, is the, 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 that's when the, the, early, the early rains come. 
There are three reigns in Mar Cheshman. The early one, the earliest one, when we start saying the Saint Talmatar, different opinions, if that's the, 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 the third, the seventh, or the, um, or the 17th. Uh, those are the three opinions in the Tanam. There's a late, a third one, and that's the Nafkamina is when there's a drought and it still hasn't rained. That's when the pious ones will start fasting. And again, that's a dispute here. Um, in the Tanam, 7th to 23rd, Rosh Chodesh Kislev, different views that we have um, to deciding when, when it's time for the Echidim to, to, start, to start passing. And then we have the second rainfall. The second rainfall is relevant to us for Nadarim, someone who took a vow until the rains, it means until the second rainfall. But within that, we have a dispute. What, is, what does it mean, the second rainfall? Does it mean the time when it's scheduled to rain? And the Rabbanon, it means the actual rains itself. However, Rabzir's analysis is that the whole dispute is relevant only where someone said until the rains. But if someone says until the rain, clearly they just mean until the schedule, the, the schedule when the rain is meant to come. Okay, we continue further. So this next sugya is a sugya that people look at a lot during late leap years. It's a very interesting question. In leap years, you know, what, there are two adars. So the shayla is, which one is the regular adar? And which one is the leap adar? So we're familiar, with just a little bit of background, is that we're familiar that we do the mitzvah superb in the second one. And, and the question is if that necessarily has any relevance to the discussion. The Gemara actually in Megillah discusses if you could be Yitz in Megillah on the first adar. The Gemara comes out that we, we, you know, we hold you can't. But the Gemara darshans it from a pasuk in the Megillah. The Megillah says there, it says that we do, you should do it year in and year out the same way. Kashana, kashana, kashana. It should be the same thing every year. So we say just as every year, it's next to Nisan, there's an importance of a connection between Adar and Nisan, a whole, a whole special connection. The two redemptions of Purim and Pesach are meant to go together. So that might be specific, unique to the holiday of Purim. It doesn't really define what the real Adar is. But... Uh, so this next sugi is what we, what we look at, um, pretty much one of the primary marmakomas to know what is the real adar. You know, it could be relevant, for example, to, uh, to a yard site. Someone has a yard site, someone passed away in adar, and then someone's observing the yard site. So what's, when do you observe the yard site? Is it the first? Is it the second? Is it both? Right? It's a different views. So let's see. The Mishnah says, Someone said, Konam, the wine is konam, the wine is forbidden to me. I'm not going to taste it for the year. So it's until the end of the calendar year, until Rosh Hashanah. So it would mean, though, it is Rosh Hashanah, even if the year was proclaimed to be a leap year, you'd be also during the year and its extension. So meaning it's not going to go in the, what he thought it was going to be before the time until Rosh Hashanah. It goes until Rosh Hashanah, even if there's an extra month that it takes to get until Rosh Hashanah, the, the, the vow will be in effect then. Adrosh Adar. What if someone says, I'm not going to have wine until the beginning of the month of Adar? So then the year is declared a leap year. So which, which, what is the beginning of Adar? Is it the beginning of the first Adar or the second Adar? So our Mishnah holds it's all about the first Adar. Adrosh Adar Harishon. It's also until the beginning of the first Adar. And similarly, at Sof Adar, someone said wine is also until the end of Adar. At Sof Adar Harishon. He's, he's also only until the end of the first Adar. But after the, uh, after the first Adar process, he's mutter. So basically, we're saying that it is the first Adar that is the real Adar. That's the real legal Adar. And it's the second Adar, which is considered the leap, which is considered the extra month. So therefore, if a person is saying that, you know, the nether is going to be over the beginning of Adar, the end of Adar, we're always going to look at the first Adar to define. So the Gemara, um, so the Gemara, now just to, just to bring out already over here, obviously, I guess it's pretty clear that the point here is what people think and people mean and people speak, right? It's not necessarily about defining. And again, going back to that perm point here, the Rishonim discussed that. Here, here, my Nidharam, the question is what, what the words, 
are, are saying, you know, the way people use them. So what the way people use this Tamahata. So the Gemara an- analyzes. Almost some of the others, the Kama Rishon, who we see from the fact that the Nether first and the other goes by the first other, we see that it's Tam Adar. If a person doesn't specify something, they just say something is until other, it means the first other. So we see some Rabbi Our mission is only Rabbi The Tanya says in a Brai. So a Brai seems to discuss the same issue. Other Rishon, other Rishon. Let's say a person is dating a document. So if you put a date on a document, Suva or a cat or something like that. So what do you write? So if it's the first month of Adar, you write Adar Rishon. You don't just write, say, Adar, you write the first Adar. Adar Shani, if it's in the second Adar, Kosev Adar Stam. You write Adar without specifying. Divi Rabbi Meir, that's Rameir. It sounds like Rameir holds that the real Adar is the second Adar. The, fir- the leap month is the first Adar. Mamsh, the opposite of our Mishnah. That's why if it's the first Adar, you write Adar Rishon. If it's the second Adar, you don't write anything. You don't specify. It's just Adar. Rabbi Yudah says just the opposite. Adar, Rishon, Kosev, Stam. The first Adar, you write unspecified. You just say Adar. Adar, Shein, if it's in the second Adar, Kosev, Tinyin. You write that it's the second Adar. So our Mishnah seems to go like Rabbi Yehuda. Our Mishnah was saying that if a person doesn't specify, they say Adar, then we assume it means the, uh, the first Adar. And the, we showed him again, if, it, if it, by us, by Nadar, and we care about the way people speak, then we have to say that the laws of documents as well is that it makes sense that documents... Our, our dates are not sometimes always, you know, fully objective or this or that. The point of a date is the way people know it and refer to. So that, that there is a certain connection directly between Nidharam and documents. They both need to speak the language that people relate to. So the Gemara says, Our mission could be our mayor. The Bryce was talking about, about a case where, where, where everyone knew that the year was extended. In other words, let's say it was already other region. It was a leap year. Everybody knew. Basin had already declared it to be a leap month. And now you're, yeah, someone's getting married in other region. So you write that it's other region. The Stam other, you would say for other Shani. And uh, the first one, what you would call, you would call uh, the, 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 the other region. Okay, so really, really, we go like Ramer. I, if we go like Ramer, what's our mission talking about? Someone who says, I'm also into wine, until Adar, it's all the first Adar. Because the mission was talking about where he didn't know that it was extended at the time. So in other words, he didn't know there were going to be two months at all. He's just saying, I'm also until Adar. It's not Pshat, he's trying to say, oh, the Stam Adar versus the Leap Adar. They didn't know that it was a leap year. So when he said it, he just meant the month after Shvat. He meant that because to him there is only one Adar. So that's why we assume that that, 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 that that is the din of the Das that was in the Nether because it was unknown at the time to devour that there was a second Adar. Therefore, the Stam Adar is the first Adar. And now it's going to be over after that. But in Achanami, even by us, by Nadarm, let's say a person, the, the, leap, the basin already declared it to be a leap year and you're making a vow until Adar, it would be the second Adar. So the Gemara's mom is coming out this, that there's something in our Mishnah that the Mishnah could work with Rameir. So it sounds like we, essentially we do accept that there is a dispute on our Tanam in our hands. What's the real Adar and what's the extra one? Is it Rameir, like that it's the second one is the Stam Adar? Or it's Rabbi Yehuda, that the unspecified Stam one is the first Adar? Our Mishnah, although ostensibly it sounds like it's only going like Rabbi Yehuda, we make it work with Rameir and we say that the vower only was unaware that there was going to be a second Adar at the time that he made the Nadar. And the Gemara brings support to this. It's like it says in the Brisa. The Brisa says if someone asks for something until Rosh Chodesh Adar, Ad Rosh Chodesh Adar Rishon. It's also only until the beginning of Rosh Chodesh, the first one. But if it was already a leap year, Ad Rosh Chodesh then it's also until Rosh Chodesh, the second Adar. So we get to our proof. Of course, we're talking about a leap year. What does the Brisa mean if it's a leap year? 
if it wasn't a leap year, then of course it's until other. The first, the first, the first part of the price was also talking about a leap year. It said until the first other. So it must be what the Bryce was saying, not whether it was a leap year, but whether the vower was aware that it was a leap year at the time that he took it. we deduce The second part uh, that it goes until the second other is where the vower was aware that they had, they had extended the year. So when he says other, therefore it goes until the second other. Whereas the, um, the first part is a case where he didn't know that the year was extended, and therefore we assume he was referring to the first other. Okay, that's the end of the sugya. Now again, it's so important, you know, how do we, how do we paskin? So the Ran seems to say, we always, you know, Rameir and Rabbi Yehuda, we paskin like uh, Rabbi Yehuda. That's usually the general rule. So, so if a person says Adar, the Stamon is Adar Rishon. And therefore, if you know you're writing, if you, if, if, I'm sorry, the, 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 the Stam Adar is Adar Rishon, right? Meaning you don't write Rishon, you just write Adar. That is the, uh, that is, that is the Ran's view. But again, not necessarily so simple that it's like that. It seems that the Rama Paskins like Rabbi Meir, that the Stam Adar is Adar Shani. And again, this is mostly pronounced for something like uh, yard site or sometimes documents, you know, these, type, these types of things are where, where the Shiloh can come up. Maybe Bar Mitzvah Boy comes up as well. It's interesting Shilohs. But, 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 but this is, again, it's fascinating how, how, how you have different areas of halacha. Here in the Dharam and Shtaros were discussed. Our Sugi did not relate it to Purim. And then you have all these other, you know, types of questions which aren't in the Gemaras at all, like Bar Mitzvah Boy and Yard Sites, and we just are left in the poskim to try to figure out what to do. All right, says the Mishnah. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Someone says, Konem, that I'm also on the wine, I'm not going to drink until it is Pesach. So now, really implies until that time passes through, not until Pesach starts, Achehe really implies until it is Pesach, meaning passes through. But Rabbi Yudha is saying a big Chiddush, that, that even though he said Achehe Pesach, where the language itself, where Pashtas is mashma until it passes through, we say no. He's Pesach. He only meant to answer the wine until the night of Pesach. Because that's the time that most people are drinking wine. We have Dalakosas, we have a lot of wine on Seder night. So even though the, the language itself, Achehe, does kind of imply that until Pesach passes through, we interpret differently. We say, no, he didn't mean that, and he only meant until Pesach starts. So if he would say explicitly until Pesach passes, okay, we can't move the language. But if he says, which leans towards Pesach passing, but it's not explicit, then we'll say, no, he's mutter right away on the first night. Now the Ran addresses that we had a Mishnah in Tafsamach, we learned, which directly says against this. The Mishnah in Tafsamach says that a person says, Pesach, that he's also through Pesach. So right, the Ran seems to understand is Taka Machlokas. The Chiddush of Rabbi Yehuda is that we do interpret differently, and we do say that since it was only Achehe, he didn't say explicitly until Pesach is over. It's just that the language would lean on meaning that, so we still permit it uh, as soon as Seder night comes. Amar Konim Basar Shani Tam Achehe Atzam. Someone says a Konim that he's not going to have meat until it is the fast. So the fast that we're referring to is um, Yom Kippur. And he's saying that, that, that until it is the fast, then it's going to be Asr. So Pashas, it sounds like it's going through the fast, right? Until it is the fast. But we say again, you know, Asr al-Layla itself is only Asr Tidimi until the night, uh, the night before the fast. So basically, the night before the fast, we start eating. Uh, this starts being all the, the su'udas. We know Arab Yom Kippur is a big mitzvah to eat meals, and they used to customarily, everybody would eat meat. So in, even though he said until it is the fast, so Pashas is Mashma until, until it becomes Yom Kippur. But we say then, no, a big Chiddush. He actually means only until 
This person only meant to ask for the meat until the time when people generally are eating meat. People generally are eating meat from the night before. So, so it doesn't even go until the start of Yom Kippur. And this is really a bigger chedesh than the last case of the Mishnah because the last case, until it is Pesach. So it's a question, until the start of Pesach, the end of Pesach. Okay, so we say it's the start of Pesach. Here's a bigger chedesh. He says until it is the fast, and we're saying it's really a day earlier. It really is, it really is until, until when the fast is uh, being prepared for, people are eating for it. Just to see, this is something that we learned in Subas. There's a big question if the mitzvah of eating on Erev Yom Kippur begins the night of the ninth or only in the morning of the ninth, on the ninth of Tishrei. So here it's kind of mashma that, that it's the night of the ninth already they were eating the meat, right? Because it says in the mission, he's also to eat meat only until the night of the fast, meaning, as we're explaining, that it means the night, the night before when people start... Uh, People start start eating eating the meals. So we had this a little bit in Suvis as well, where it was normal to be shechting for the meat on Arab Yom Kippur and Yom Kippurim. So it sounds like they were eating already from the night before. Yosi, the son of Rabbi says, Konim Shum Someone said, Konim, I'm not gonna have garlic. I take garlic's also for my taste until it is Shabbos. So again, does it mean until Shabbos is over until or only until the start of Shabbos? So we say, you know, Shabbos. It's only also until the night, until Friday night. He only means the Azar until the time people usually eat garlic. People usually eat garlic on Friday night. Actually, the Gemara Babakama says that Ezra Meditakana was one of his institutions that the men should eat the garlic on Friday night. So since it is normal, it is a normal practice for it to be for it to be for it to be done. So we assume that the person didn't didn't mean to answer it. Okay, continues the Mishnah. Where once you know the examples that we just gave, we're, we're we're forcing away from literal language by giving like an overall usage or tendency of people. That's basically what's going on. So now that we're on a tangent of other things that can follow that pattern. Someone said to his friend, benefit from you. It may not If you don't come and take from me, take home for your son. I want you to take one core of wheat and two barrels of wine. Meaning, a person really wants his friend to take to take a gift from his possessions. So he, he, instead of saying, "Oh, you better take a gift from me," he says, "Take it for your son." It's a little bit more dignified that way. But that's the point. Reuven really wants Shimon to take a uh, gift from him. He wants Shimon to come and take, take some of his stuff. So he says, I'm not going to benefit from you, from you unless you do so, unless you come and you take a gift. So what happens? Shimon does not come and take a gift. So now, Pasha, it, it triggers the nether. Reuven cannot get any benefit from Shimon. But we still say, the vower can annul the nether without even going to a chacham. It's automatically void. Wait, what, what, why is this? Because Reuben can say to Shimon, I'm sorry, Shimon is saying to Reuben, he says, you only said the nether for my honor. Meaning, why was it so important to you that, 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 that I take a gift? The idea is that you want to honor me. So, if I refuse the gift, that itself is an honor. Meaning, if I'm refusing a free gift, that, that, that means that people will respect me even, even more. So the idea here is, is that, literally the words of the nether said, if you don't take it from me, then awesome. But what we're interpreting is, that what, what, what would be achieved through him taking a gift? And the answer is the honor, honor. People say, oh, this is a person that, that, that receives gifts from society, so that's a bigger honor. That's the idea, it's a bigger honor. So he's saying that if the whole point you were looking to achieve was the honor, so he can, as a rationale, and say that refusing the gift itself, someone who doesn't need anyone from anything, that itself is a display of the greatest sense of honor. So therefore, it doesn't never really trigger the nether. The nether was that, 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 that he should take these things to get the honor, and he got the honor without even taking it. 
Someone said to his friend the opposite, a benefit that you would get from me. Unless you come and give my son a core of wheat and two barrels of wine. So here Shimon is saying to Reuven, you can't benefit from me unless you give my son a gift. So it's a little blackmail, you know, it's like, you better give my son a gift, and if you don't, you're going to be Asr on me. So, Mayor Omer, Asr Chiyitain. Ruvain is also getting any benefit from the power unless he actually gives the gift. Shimon can, can be mad to his nether even without going to a chacham. Shimon can get rid of that nether on Ruvain and allow Ruvain to benefit from his stuff. He can just simply tell Ruvain, It is as if I received the gift that I demanded from you. So in other words, what's going on now is that he's basically saying, I needed the gift for my prophets and now I see that I have the prophets. It's as if I have received it. Now I don't need it. So it's a fascinating thing, Kilo is Gabalti. It sounds like the Lumdas here in the Chachamim, which is really, you know, where Mayor is like, how you look at Mechila? What does that mean? Like, you, you owed it to me, or, you, or you should, he's been threatening that you should give it to him. And then he says, you know what? Not Stam, don't give it to me. It says, if I received it. Is that true in any way, shape, or form? Or is it just a way of saying you don't have to give it? Is it a way you're not saying you're not, you don't have to give it? Or it says, if I've received it. And what sense could it be as if you've received it? You didn't receive it. But the answer is, I only needed it for a certain profit that I was looking for. And I got that profit from whatever, you know, there was a, something went up and now that profit, that profit I was seeking, I actually have. So if I have it, it says, if I have received what, what I wanted, I wanted that in order to have that profit, it is, is at, it's considered as if I've received that from you since the profit is there. That's the lumness over here. That's just the machlokas hanon, whether or not we say that. Continues the Mishnah, so let's say there, sometimes you get an over-aggressive shadchan trying to force a shidduch on someone's throat over here. So that's exactly what's going on. They're trying to get him to marry his sister's daughter. Back in the day, marrying the niece was common. So they're trying to get him to marry his sister's daughter. For Amar, he says, whatever benefit you might get from me forever. So he's, he's so upset, he doesn't want to marry her. See, so he says, he makes a nether that she can never benefit from him. Someone let's say was divorcing his wife, Omar, he says, my wife, that she can never get benefit from me. So he's offering his wife from ever getting benefit as he's divorcing her. What's the law? Both of these women are actually allowed to get any regular form of benefit from him. Why is that? What did he mean? All he meant was marital benefit. He was trying to say that they can't have any relations with him. He's just trying to prevent, he's just trying to utilize the nether to prevent a marriage. He's divorcing her. He doesn't have. We're closing the door. There's no coming back. Or the, on, on the niece, where he really doesn't want to marry her, so he says he takes a nether. He can't. He can't have relations with her. Then it will be impossible for him to marry her. But it doesn't mean to preclude other forms of benefit. That's the point here in the Mishnah. Last case. Someone's trying to urge his friend to eat a meal with him as a guest. The friend said, "According on your house that I can't enter it." You know, the guest, the, the potential guest, doesn't want it. So he says, "According on your house with me coming in, or even a drop of your cold water, I won't taste." What's the law? His friend is allowed to actually, literally, enter the house or drink the cold water. He only meant, he only meant to answer eating or drinking in large amounts. He didn't mean to asser, he didn't mean to asser literally coming into the house or sipping the water. He didn't mean that. He only meant large amounts. That, that's something which would make more sense. So, so, so again, here's another case where we, we look at it in the context. We don't go on the literal thing the word said. You can't have a drip of water. You can't come into the house. But what we're saying is that we understand he just didn't want to be a guest where a person would come and eat and drink larger amounts and therefore practically the person would be allowed to have a sip of water or come into the house.